check, check. Mic check. Presented by Empire on Colbynx.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, everybody. Welcome. June 26th, 2014, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB is live on the air. For the next hour, we will take your calls. On the subject of motocross, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Nationals coming up. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas going to join me. Uh, Wygant's uh, really locking in on this JS7 uh, suspension for what we believe is Adderall, so we'll learn a little bit there. Talk a little bit about Muddy Creek coming up. We had a week off last week. What's that going to do to the guys? And uh, much, much more. We're going to give away a fly racing freestone mountain bike helmet here on the show fly racing moto 60 show presented by nfab fly racing designs this race where to compliment a rider's natural movements on the motorcycle no unnecessary distractions straightforward no nonsense function fitted style fly racing products distributed exclusively in the united states by western power sports fly racing makes much more than gear helmets and casual wear and we're getting the intro again and uh, fly produces a range of bike stands loading ramps tie downs handlebars grips levers and more and of course nfab jgr toyota nfab yamaha Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Josh Grant, and Justin Brayton coming back this weekend for the team. So looking forward to that. For the finest truck accessories money can buy, NFAB has you covered. Step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, Jeep gear. Dress up your rig with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories available. NFAB accessories are built in Houston, Texas. To learn more about them, go to n-fab.com. Thanks, everybody. It's everybody fun. We appreciate it. We're going to give away some stuff today. And we are going to have a good time talking moto here. 702 586 7857, call in, ask me what you think about Muddy Creek, ask me what you think about uh, James James Stewart's uh, suspension deal, Uh, ask me about anything really, and uh, we'll talk, and uh, we're going to give away the the Freestone mountain bike helmet, the guys at Fly Racing, I was just there yesterday, and uh, I was just there yesterday, and uh, let me tell you, they, um, they are blowing up up there in Boise, Idaho, they have some exciting things coming. Expansion of warehouses, new products coming. I saw the 2015 stuff, and uh, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, lots to talk about, and we'll, we'll get more into that with JT and uh, here in a little bit. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the phone, or with me here in studio, I mean, uh, screwing up the intro. He had a week off, so he totally forgets how to do everything. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? It's amazing I can do anything these days. You uh, you missed a week, and you screwed up the intro. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. new phone lines. So, and brand so, new phone system here, phone folks. Si- that's the biggest thing. I'm pretty good about remembering how to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, one of us today is probably going to screw up this new phone system at some point. At some point. And even if I screw it up, I'm going to blame it on you. That's fine. Can I have your thoughts on the JS7? Yes, you may. What would you um, think? I think that 
it all comes whether he's cheating whether he's trying to use it for for whatever reason i think is kind of irrelevant uh i think that if he can get a doctor's note and if he sh- he should have gotten his what are the the, the therapeutic use uh-huh. exemption he should have done that for whatever reason whether it was misfiled whether they just didn't think about it whatever he broke the rules, so there should be some sort of penalty. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking for any sort of suspension. This isn't, isn't nom like that. This right. is not nom. Yeah, right. you need to you know look it out. Okay, potentially you know could have been a big deal depending on why he's using it. Right. Definitely does not need to be suspended, but there needs to be something um, because they for whatever reason they didn't get their their TUE in, and uh, mm-hmm. those are my thoughts. Okay, uh, right. I'm not calling him a cheater. Anything that gives Ryan Dungey the title, you are fine with. No, that's for Supercross. <laughs> but outdoors, yeah, just kick him out of the outdoors right, for just sure. Kick him oh, out. Yeah, right, Supercross. No, cares, it's but. a, it's a, it's a, it's a delicate web with lots of uh, things going on, and, and Wygant's going to help us here in a little bit. Talk about it and uh, maybe clarify a little bit what's going on. Uh, Raining yellow. Keep hope alive. I'm really sorry to uh, to have this happen to you. You you have to be very very upset. Oh, man, it's been a bummer the last couple days. Um, the only thing, um, you know, have you, have you been in talk with him as far as him? I know he's eligible to race on Saturday. But he's racing, know, yeah. He's going to be there? He's racing this weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, you know, I'm just, honestly, it sucks. I feel bad for him. Uh, just because I know, you know, fellow racers, I'm afraid, you know, people are going to heckle him. You know, well, standing near his pit. They will. They will. Absolutely. You know, but I think uh, I, I think he's dealt with that in the past, just ignorant people and uh, people, yeah. you know, but uh, I'm just hoping he can, uh, mm-hmm. you know, put it to the side and kind of go 1-1 and give a big F you to everybody. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you know? All right, man. Well, hey, hang in there in this tough time. Absolutely. It's a dark place, but we're headed towards the light, and uh, it's, right. it's going to be good. All right. Thanks, Randy Yellow. All right. Thank Bye. you. I got to drop him? Yeah, I just dropped him, right? All right. Um, all right. Joining me to talk about this and much, much more about this, this James Stewart, WADA, USADA, uh, whatever else case. Uh, very in The ins and outs. There's lots of ins and outs. There's lots of things to talk about with this. And we'll, and we'll touch on Muddy Creek also. Uh, the Racer X Online editor, the Jason Wygant. Weege, what's up? I'm just happy to hear that Raining Yellow is still alive. I think he's having a tough time, but, you know, as more and more things come to light, I think he's, he's feeling okay. Well, I guess James is racing this weekend, so he'd have to feel good about that. All right. Look, you wrote a column about it this week, and you did a little bit of reading and a little bit of research. Now, we did a podcast on Monday. We didn't quite know what was going on, but we do know James Stewart's racing the Outdoor Nationals. At least or until the outdoor national. Okay. Least, yeah. <laughs> the the real key to this is what is the USADA Lakewood test going to show? Correct. Uh, there's two keys. It come from both angles. Okay. For sure, the USADA Lakewood test, but also if his um, I guess trial, so to speak. I guess that, I don't know what the proper word is, but with WADA, you know, this is WADA has provisionally suspended him. The provisional suspension does not affect outdoors, but if he was found fully guilty and was declared ineligible, which is their term for banned, then it does apply to all events in any sport, by the way. He couldn't, like, become a BMX racer either. <laughs> right. um, so there's two things that can happen. 
He could be found guilty with the USADA test, which is the official test of the Nationals, or he could be moved from provisionally to fully guilty on the uh, WADA side, and then he'd be banned from everything. I don't know, though. It seems that WADA thing, I bet you, takes forever. These things yeah. always seem to. They do, don't they? They do. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if James is using, is if this substance is Adderall, which is widely believed, if he did not get a therapeutic use exemption in to WADA, and this is why this is happening, then chances are he didn't get a therapeutic use exemption into USADA either. And, yes. and therefore, <laughs> if this is not a performance enhancing, because again, the jury's out on that, depends on what you read, if James needs Adderall for his ADD, and he does not, and he does not, uh, he uses it. At, it, it comes up positive at Lakewood for the same sort of substance. Then you got to wonder. You got to start wondering. Well, that's the thing. I, uh, it, it might be arguable if it's performance enhancing or not. Mm-hmm. But they address that, and this is what I'm impressed at reading. You know, through USADA stuff and WADA stuff, they have most of these gray area situations fairly clear. So I feel like they're like. Okay, it may or may not be, but the rule is if you have a therapeutic use exemption, you're good, and if you don't, you don't. Right. So, uh, and wouldn't you just think that if he had one, this would have been resolved already? Like, it wouldn't even been an issue. Well, I think, yeah, I think if he produces one, which from what I talked to and people in the Stewart camp, that was what was going to happen, then I think if he, going pro- to produce one. if he produces one, then yeah. I think you get a fine and points taken away in purse in Supercross at that Seattle Supercross event, and you move on, and therefore, and then you win these lake, and then of course, because it's therapeutic use and he's been taking it, it's going to come up on the Lakewood test, and now we have another treasure chest of, of issues to deal with. Yeah, because um, the only reason he's able to continue to race this weekend, at least, is because you know he was caught by WADA, which does not actually have anything to do with the Nationals, but you would think that if the same exact thing happened with USADA, who does have something to do with the Nationals, then it's over. And as far as, uh, to give you an idea, like the legal ramifications behind this, and that's what all of these types of things come down to. It's all, it just becomes <laughs> lawyers and lawyering up on all sides. I mean, that's what Lance Armstrong's thing became. That's what any of the baseball things became. Um, so basically, that's the direction that these things will eventually go to. Mm-hmm. And you literally... If MX Sports or AMA Pro Racing or anybody wanted to have him not race this weekend, they literally could not do it. They literally could not stop him from racing because anyone in Stewart's camp could just say, show us the rule that says we're not allowed to race this event. Mm-hmm. So it really, at this point, there isn't even any interpretation. It's just this is the rule book, this is the law. But uh, I'm sure it's going to get a lot uglier if yeah. this therapeutic use thing doesn't. Well, I don't even know. Can you do it post-date? Like I'm saying, it sure doesn't seem like you had it in the I- first place. I think the Stewart campus maybe said they had. Yep, they're saying they just did sort of forgot the paperwork. Is what I'm what I'm gathering. But, yeah, I've kind of heard that too. But uh, so we'll see. But look, if if his Lakewood test comes up negative, then I really got to wonder what's going on because when you read the internet, a lot of people say if this substance is Adderall, and that's what's widely widely believed it is. Yeah. Uh, if you do not have ADD and you take it, it is a performance enhancing. It does help you focus. It helps you concentrate. So. Um, that tells me that James was trying to focus and concentrate on his racing and took this pill and and then he got off it for the outdoors because maybe it's a longer moto and it doesn't you know has a little more time to to relax and think about things. Now I'm now I'm thrown again on what's what to do. Like it's just 
or if it sh- if it comes up positive at Lakewood, what is USADA going to say about not having this 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 TUE? You know. Yeah, it's kind of the uh, the Lakewood one. It's kind of bad no matter what happens. Either yeah, direction. yeah, yep. If he doesn't have it, then the idea that I have to have this day-to-day to live my life doesn't make much sense. But if he does, then he's also found to have something that's on the ban list, which isn't good either. <laughs> and he has no, um, and he has no be, TUE file. It would all be so. fine if the TUE was just sitting there. But, I, again, I have to imagine if the TUE was just there, handled ahead of time, mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be, this would not have even happened in the first place. Right. Right. They would have said, "Hey, sample number seventeen X two four Y has we found um, amphetamine." Yes, but that yeah. athlete has already filed yeah. a therapeutic use of Okay, no problem, and yeah. they wouldn't even know about it. Right. So this is uh, I I have to feel like for the most part, I think most people have been pretty understanding. Like you haven't seen the craziness out of the fans that I thought. Um, but if anybody is upset that this was you know taken care of this quickly and he's already back to racing, didn't even miss any events. Just wait because I don't think it's over. No, no, no. The the the. Do you think that obviously? Look, this has got to be on Stewart's mind for the last little while. I don't think he gives a crap about uh, getting Doc some points and some purse money from Seattle. I don't think he cares about that. But he knows in his head what he's taking and what he's not been taking for the outdoors, and he knows how this liquid test is going to come up. Do you think this affects him in Muddy Creek? Do you think this is something that's going to weigh on him? Well, it doesn't have to go that specific. I would just think this whole thing in general um, has to be tough. I mean, I know that uh, Stewart has obviously dealt with quite a few ups and downs in his career, and he's done a pretty good job of, you know, when it comes to racing, just doing it. I mean, the amount of stories we've heard of James Stewart, the wackiness of, I don't even know if half of them are true. Well, probably exactly half of them are true. (laughs) Right, right. But for the most part, he's always pretty darn fast when they're racing. So he's managed to block that out, even the... The, uh, the police light situation, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. won a couple Supercross races not long after that. But this is this is even gnarlier when it yeah. comes down to, I mean, if, if he were, and this is very speculative, I'm just saying, if he were to get like a two-year ban or a one-year ban or a certain amount, like, dude, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You're, every single thing that you were for could be up in flames. So, yeah, I can't imagine how that's not. Even the little arrest thing there in Florida a few years ago that I was talking to, that's not as bad as this. No, no, no. This has potential, just like with Lance's case or any of these, Sosa McGuire, this has a potential to throw all of your accomplishments into doubt. And it's really unfortunate, actually, in just, just for this. You know, they pretty much found out with all those guys that they were seriously on some gnarly stuff. Uh, or they accused them of being on it. In mm-hmm. the case of some of the baseball players, they just didn't deny it because they didn't want to lie under oath. Mm-hmm. I, it is a shame that it comes down to apparently Adderall or an amphetamine of some sort. Mm-hmm. Not a full on. He's not yeah, EPO. Yeah. It's yeah. not HGH. It's not steroids. Right. And you would have been fine if you had just filed some paperwork. Yeah. And that's ultimately what it hinges on. the The substance itself. They're so unsure if it actually is a huge advantage or not that they will actually let you do it. They yeah. Get to the clerical side right. Yeah, and if there's any look, and it's not Jesse Nelson or Cole Seeley, it has to be James Stewart. Of course it does. Of course, of course it does. It does. And I have right. to say, of all the things James gets accused of, which is, like we said, pretty much everything up and down, yeah. anything you could think of, I don't feel like ever this is one thing I don't think anyone was ever pinning on him. No. All the, yeah. somebody's probably doping, somebody's probably using PEDs. 
I don't think that he was ever connected to that. No. And, of course, he becomes the first one to know it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's yeah. talk to Neil here. Neil, uh, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What uh, You want to talk okay. about James a little bit? Yeah, I just had a question. Is it, so is it in question that he has a prescription? Because, like, I'm somebody who's been prescribed Adderall since I was, like, seven years old now, and I know that it's a Schedule One narcotic, which means that includes, like, the, uh, felonious prison time with it, too, if you're caught abusing it or somebody selling it to you illegally. Um, I don't think yeah. the uh, prescription thing's in question, because the very first official word on this came from Suzuki's press release, where they said he does have a prescription. So I don't think the issue is a prescription or not. It's, I guess you have to disclose that you had the prescription before the testing and then also get this therapeutic use thing. So, you know, you okay. get caught after the fact and then say, look, I have a prescription. I don't think that does the job. You're supposed to let them know before the testing, not after. And then who's, how does the order go of uh, getting that therapeutic form, that therapeutic release use form to them? Because, I mean... I at least I look at it as the AMA can't even get the names on the start on the sign up sheet right. How are they possibly going to remember who, which rider needs what release form? Um, yeah, you know what it is. These drug tests are actually just done by these are totally independent groups. So uh, I guess whenever they've had the drug test, maybe it's right then and there. I don't know when when it's supposed to happen. I don't think any of that paperwork is handled at all by. AMA people, FIM people, Feld people, MX Sports people, it would totally be done by WADA or USADA, depending on which series you're in. I don't know. If, so hopefully that adds to the competency. But uh, <laughs> I have to say, Steve, I mean, you and I have been on the floor during these riders' meetings. Do you ever even remember hearing much about no. I never heard the word therapeutic use exemption. Get those forms in. <laughs> no, no. But we do know that the, what the lap flag looked like and the halfway flag. Right. We'll get that every week. So yeah. I do sometimes wonder... How were these guys supposed to know? When did they find out yeah. that they were supposed to have filed this? I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I never heard that yeah. term thrown around in a race at any time. Right. Then again, that's my only you question. have a right to be, you know, this is medical stuff, so they have a right to never mention it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask about how, the HIPAA, how HIPAA laws affect that, because I'm pretty sure that you can't just throw things out there as far as what people fail at drug tests for because of HIPAA violations. I'm pretty sure. I bet you, uh, Neil, you give up that right with these guys. You signed something. Okay. I, I would think All that right. you saw it in water. Like, look, you you signed this. You're giving us the right to your access to your medical records, to testing, et cetera, et cetera. So. Well, yeah, yeah. but still, doesn't I don't think that applies to telling the rest of the world. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't right. know. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks, Neil. All right. Um, Brian wants to chime in on Stu, or Bears wants to talk about. Eli Tomac, what do you want, Weege? Uh, we'll, we'll stay on Stu. We'll take one more Stu. I'm glad to talk about Tomac, though. Okay, yeah, let's take Stu. And the poor guy's been totally overshadowed now. He has. Uh, Brian, what's going on? Hey, guys. Um, yeah, just just curious what your opinion is on um, on James testing positive from Lakewood. And is that better for his case or or a problem? I mean, it seems like if, if he does test positive, then it reinforces the subscript, uh, prescription. But if he t- tests negative... Then maybe he's cleared to race, but then it yeah. sort of puts his. Um... We we spoke about this maybe five minutes ago, Brian. I guess you weren't listening. Ah. Uh, but like, like we said, we just, I think we each covered it pretty good. Um, it's it's good or bad. It's good and bad in Lakewood. No matter what it turns out. No, it's bad both ways. It's bad right. both ways. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad both ways. 
if he tests positive at Lakewood for an amphetamine, he has another issue with racing the Nationals because we, we don't think he has a TUE. If he tests negative uh, for it at Lakewood, it's bad because it looks like he was taking this drug in Supercross to help him with performance problem, performance issues. Got it. Do you guys so. think, I mean, gut feeling, do you think he races this weekend with all the heat? No, he's racing. He's racing? Yeah. No, he's in. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, well, good for him. I hope he does well and um, this all goes away. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Weege, we covered this a little bit on our podcast on Monday, but I'll ask you again. What do you think does happen? Uh, like I said, I think on um, then, I, like I said on there, I okay. think the, um, Yeah, so nothing's changed from your... The big factor is that this is not, again, as gnarly of a PED-type situation like... We keep wanting to say automatic two-year ban. We keep trying to link it to, well, look what happened to Lance Armstrong. Look what happened to the baseball players. But it's not even close when you look at the ingredient. So yeah. now it's, it is starting to seem more and more likely that something's going to happen. I mean, like I keep saying, this therapeutic use exemption, you'd think it would have shown up already if it was all handled no problem. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's going to get away with that part scot-free. So then I guess it would come down to how bad is this particular banned substance considered to be mm-hmm. compared to, because there's definitely varying levels. If you're on full-on roids compared to this, it's different. 702-586-7857 uh, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Jason, you want to talk more about Stu? Uh, yes, sir, I do. Um, l- let's say James went to the doctor and he says, you know, I'm having some trouble this you know, whatever, you know, focus, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't stay awake, I'm tired all the time, and the doctor says, well, maybe this wasn't diagnosed as a child, let's try this. Okay. So, the- yeah, all right, Jason, well, yeah, we can try mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a conspiracy theory right there, you, yeah. you, you didn't like there was, where that was going. <laughs> no, I just hung up on him, yeah, that's it. Hung up on Very him. scary. Yeah. Uh, Bears, Jared. Going on, you want to talk about Eli Tomac? Yeah, um, is this contract up this year? Or is he going back to Geico next year? Because I thought I heard during Supercross like he wasn't happy with the bike and yeah. he's looking for another ride and blah blah blah. So I was well, just wondering if you know he'll too. he'll be on Geico next year. Um, here's the latest though with that we're pretty sure Geico's not going to have Will Hahn back, and it's nothing to do with old Will Hahn, they're not going to do a second 450 guy. Oh. So the rumor is, and again, I don't know how true this is, the rumor is is that perhaps Eli moves into the factory Honda truck with his Geico stickers and everything, and the 450 program moves over, Geico's 450 program moves over to factory Honda. Oh, okay. Um, that's the rumor. I don't know how that works, because if you're muscle milk and you got Geico, or what, I don't know how that works. That's the word on the street. They're definitely not going to have a second 450 guy for sure. Tomac will be back on that team. Now, where he's pitted out of, what is going on, I, don't, I think that's still up in the air. How do you think he does this weekend, Jared? Um, I think he, I think he has the potential to be top five. I mean, oh, for sure. Come on, he's coming back um, after you know some time off, but he definitely has the speed to be a top five. So, I mean, I think he can do it. What do you think, Wygant? Yeah, um, I don't know if he'll quite be right off the rip right there with that four, that yeah. four pack. Uh-huh. That's kind of established themselves, but I'd say uh, right in there with anybody else. And if he was in there with those dudes, I wouldn't be totally shocked either. But I would say, you know, fifth uh, or something like that, more mm-hmm. likely than one, two, three, four. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jared. I'm excited. 
for the uh, for the Argos Bombers game tonight, too. What? I'm excited for the Argos Bombers game tonight. Yeah, me too, bro. Yeah, CFL opener tonight. Catch the fever. Damn right. Go Argos. Go Bombers. Later. Why again? CFL. Football in June. CFL opener again. June. Okay. All right, Jason's back. He wants to talk to us about Stu. All right, Jason. So say James goes to the doctor and he has trouble concentrating, and then we lost you. Right. Uh, I apologize. No problem. Uh, Let's say, you know, he does that, and the doctor says, here, try this. Um, And he tries it like a trial basis, and just so happened he gets, you know, then they test him, and he's in trouble. So it wasn't really like he had a prescription. You know, the doctor may have had some samples, Mm -hmm. you know, just to try. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, then it would have to show... There's no prescription. I, I guess you'd have to have just like the medical records. You know? Well, that but that's the rider's job to find out if whatever he's putting in his body, whether it's from a doctor or from GNC or whatever, it's the rider's right. job to make sure that that is legal. So, hey, uh, is Wygant still on the line? Unfortunately, he is. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Weeds have got a perfect way for you to use sperm well this weekend. Oh wow! This can. Man, right. it involved being fired. Uh, well, no, listen. Like, you know, if you're talking about the Stewart deal, you know, if it, I don't know if you're going to talk about that on the broadcast, Danny, and you can say, like, you know, finding out if it helps or not is kind of, you know, finding out if, if you get any uh, pluses or minuses from it is kind of like catching a sperm whale with a fishing rod. You just, it just ain't going to happen. Wow. Mm. Oh, excellent. Mm. Excellent. Hey, where, where are you from? Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, so see, this is perfect. This is, we're in Tennessee. We can say this yeah. is a Tennesseeism, Tennessee justice, an old Tennessee proverb. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jason. Uh, I don't know. We yeah. will, though, by the way, it is absolutely being talked about on the broadcast. Uh, i got to give credit. Um, I think everyone, we're just so expected in this sport for things to be so shady. Mm-hmm. That it's like shocking people that, like, that shouldn't even be a question, right? Like, of course it should be yeah, talked about. absolutely. But everyone's like, will right. it be? Is that actually going to be addressed? Like, right. We just expect the sport to be so shady. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, I think as of now, even the plan is to have Georgia Lindsay go over there and talk to James. But it's tough in these situations only because uh, usually they can't even, you know, they're under lawyers' orders to not really say anything. So yeah. I don't know what we'll get out of it. But, uh right. That's the plan. Hey, to Jason. Not only talk about think, it, but also to talk to him. Jason, I'm flying yeah. into Knoxville yes, tomorrow to go to Muddy Creek. How far of a drive do I got? Uh, hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. Okay. But it's straight interstate. You get interstate 40, then 81. Okay. And, I mean, All right. Is there Starbucks I, along the way? Are there Starbucks along the way? Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Okay. Fantastic, Jason. Thank I, you. I talked to I oh. sent, uh, Jason Thomas an uh, email, and he's flying into Tri-City, he said. Yeah, yeah, he's going to Tri City. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. Tri City's a big airport, and, and it costs more money to go in there. But he's got a lot of money, so it's no, it's fine for him. Yeah, right, so. right. All right, guys, listen. Okay, uh, thanks, Steve. If you would please pack some pulp stickers in your bag. Sure. Take them to the races. Will do, man. All right, thank you. All right, y'all All right. have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you. Uh, lots of stew talk. Imagine that. Oh yeah, yeah. But like I said, don't you feel that it's actually been fairly civil? Mm. I don't know. I went on the message board on Vital MX. It wasn't that civil over there. Yeah, well, that's uh, fault. Mark, what's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. Wondering if you knew that just recently there was a decision by WADA uh, in pro cycling with uh, last year's Tour de France champion Chris Froome 
and it was ironically uh, over a TUE um, that supposedly his team went to uh, the UCI, who's a sanctioning body, the day before the event and got a TUE expedited for mm -hmm. a steroid inhaler, which supposedly takes, uh, you know, according to WADA, weeks to get the actual exemption reviewed and approved. And apparently the UCI stepped in and expedited it for Froom, which now there's been a giant, you know, S-storm over that happening, which now apparently WADA has, you know, released a press release that they're now um, looking over the whole two process and are going to make adjustments to it so these type of things okay. don't happen again in the future. All right. Well, yeah, that should be interesting. I hadn't oh, heard wow. that, but yeah. You're right. It does apply to this case, though. So, yeah. Well, uh, it, what to me with the whole store thing is, I, I just don't know how they're going to get past the you know don't have any paperwork at all. Where it's different to have something expedited, but when you're going no, it, to have something retroactively taken care of, that's a whole different story. Something's going to happen to James in terms of a penalty. I believe that fines, uh, points, there'll be something even when he produces this TUE. There'll be something. So, yeah, I, yeah, I believe that as well. So, Thanks, Mark. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Riley, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? <clears throat> Pretty good. Um, I'm just wondering for like the average fan who doesn't follow the sport as closely, doesn't like listen to these shows and stuff, who just, like kids on the school bus, for example, who hear James Stewart failed the drug exam or test and then if he goes out this weekend or from here on out and just cleans house like one one pulling away huge, and they still know that he failed a drug exam but don't know like uh, what it was or the details, does that hurt his reputation at all? Uh, what do you think, Wagner? I can barely hear that. The okay, so low. Yeah, yeah. You're saying like, what does it mean for like the the role model type? Yeah, like idea? you know, yeah. Being say he goes on to wins and he, but he's you know people don't know that this is amphetamine and. It's, it, you yeah, know. Uh, that's definitely a problem because, like I said, I think three times in this conversation already, it's falling into the gutter of, look at what happened to baseball, look what yeah. happened to Lance Armstrong. It's an amphetamine. I'm not saying that makes it legal or okay, but it is definitely not as bad or not as much of an advantage mm -hmm. as those other things. But I think everyone it just it's going to get lumped. It's going to get lumped together. It's going to look the same. It's going to sound the same. And if you look, you know, the word drug testing, we keep using that. It's not used in any of this stuff. Like, it's called anti-doping. Yeah. It's called banned substance. Uh, they try to even stay away, I think, from the term drug or PED within the language of all this to try to prevent that from happening, but it's useless. It's still going to look that way, yeah. <laughs> especially if you're not following it as closely as you know those listening to this show are who are obviously super, super into it. So it's going to be an issue for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, people are going to, uh, people are going to kind of not... Just rush to judgment and, and blanket, blanket it with uh, the steroids and you know and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, failed drug test sounds really bad. And again, I'm not endorsing what happened here or saying it's okay. Yeah. But it's not. He wasn't caught with a mound of cocaine. No. He no. wasn't caught with needles sticking out of his arms. But failed drug test sounds pretty bad either way. Yeah. All right. Hey, before we let you go, we're gonna come up with Jason Thomas on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Enfab. Before we let you go, uh, we'll uh, let's touch on Muddy Creek a little bit. Yep. Second year of the of the Muddy Creek event, uh, I think I, not everyone was happy with the track last year. Crowd was great. Um, riders, some riders were happy, some weren't. What's your thought on the Muddy Creek Nationals second year in now? 
Well, one thing we have to talk about is the temperature. I think it's going to be pretty darn hot and humid. They have been dodging bullets with weather last year and so far this year. I think Hangtown was maybe sneaky hot. But overall, man, we haven't had a, a really hot and humid race in a while. I think that will definitely be the case this weekend. There could be some rain, too. We haven't had any of that in a long time. So uh, that could really shake things up. You know, I think there's some guys who do better with it than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually you look at the European guys that come over from the GPs. It's not their forte. Yeah. So that's something to look for. As far as the track, yeah, I think the riders said it was too narrow in some spots and too tight. I don't think there's much they can do to fix that. Yeah. So we're back to the old, hey, they're all racing the same track. Suck it up. Deal with it. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, interesting. I looked at the results last year. Six out of the top ten in 450s are not going to be there this weekend. You, wow. uh, Michael Lessi, Brock Tickle, yeah. the two yeah. Euros to Sal and Stribos, Barsha, Villapoto. Um, I mean, and, and Michael Lessi. Six you of can the- see how that track being tight really affected things last year because Barsha, that was probably his best race of the year. I mean, he was battling with Dunge and Villapoto for most of the way. There were people. Then- there were people very excited about Barsha's ride. Yes. yes. But after that one, you would think, okay, Barsha, he's got a couple races under his belt outdoors in a 450. Look out. Mm-hmm. No, that was as good as it got. Yeah. So I think it shows that that track really works for some guys, doesn't work for others, which means it can mix it up a lot. And, of course, um, uh, it was one of James's worst races of the year. It wasn't good. Yeah, you know? yeah. Again, it's very up and down. Um, yeah. uh, so, And you combine that with having a weekend off in between, so some things might change. It might look a little different than the first couple rounds were. Well, we're looking. Uh, Blake Baggett, is he back or not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? I think he is. Okay. Uh, for him, three in a row, two solid weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good for him. I mean, consistency has never really been his strong point. Mm-hmm. So if I see three moto wins in a row, to me that is a that's a lot uh, for him. That's a pretty good sign. Plus, if it's hot and stuff like that, he really seems to like that. Dean Wilson's back this weekend. Should be interesting. Yeah, I know that even as of um, Sunday and Monday when we had talked to him with an interview we had, he wasn't sure he was going to race. So no, I don't know exactly where his fitness is going to be. Yeah, no, you know. Well, he's tweeted that he's racing. So No, no, no. I know oh, he's yeah, yeah, racing, okay. but my point is when on even Sunday afternoon you're mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah. You know, that must mean you're not coming in ready and raging. You're just, <laughs> ah, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. So yeah. maybe temper expectations there a little bit just for Dean's sake. Like if he goes out there and gets seventh. I'll be like, dude, why does this guy suck now? Yeah, yeah. Well, and also uh, a little lesser-known guy coming back this weekend. Kyle Chisholm's going to come back week off in Canadian Series, so Chisholm will be there on the line. Oh, cool. So, yeah, and uh, perhaps Is Bobby going to start. <laughs> perhaps Bobby Canary. I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, all right, Weege, thank you as always uh, filling us in on the James Stewart thing, and uh, I'm glad you guys are going to cover it in the broadcast this weekend. Very interested to hear Grant Langston's thoughts on this. <laughs> It was really funny. Our producer even said, pretty much, I don't care who's connected to what or what's going on, the color commentator has to be able to say whatever he thinks is right. Right. So okay. we're reserving the right for Langston. Whatever he wants to say, go ahead. <laughs> Lip right on, Grant. <laughs> yeah, and he's usually not one. He Not on the broadcast even so much, but, I mean, anyone who talks to Langston, he does not care. No, no, no. There's, there's NFG there. Uh, thanks, yeah. thanks, Weege. Appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend, bud. All right, man. All right, thank you. Uh, Jason Wygant on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Hey, Fly Racing, much more than uh, gear, helmets, and casual wear. Fly produces a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com. Like I said, just went up there um, yesterday, and the place is just blowing up, and 
exciting things in the, their design room. They got a basketball court at WPS. They got a full weight room. I didn't go anywhere near it, but I got a basketball court. They got a, a cool, cool stuff being done for their for their employees down there. And of course, NFAB, JGR Toyota, NFAB Yamaha with uh, Justin Brayton, uh, Phil Nicoletti, Josh Grant, Justin Brayton, another guy coming back this weekend. Um, that we that we need to touch on and find out how he's going. Uh, for all the, uh, whether you're shopping for light mounting solutions, the only name you need to know is NFAB. Visit more, visit about N-FAB products. Visit N-FAB.com. And, uh, of course, NFAB, uh, personal sponsor of Justin Barsha, who is now out for the year. But uh, for a little while there, they were uh, they were a sponsor. Let's uh, let's go to Steven. Steven, what's going on, man? Yeah, uh, I kind of wanted to go back to what you're just going to go about uh, some of the guys coming back. Uh, you got Wilson, Brayton, Tomac, and supposedly Saps. Um, who do you think has a better weekend overall? Uh, what was the last guy you said? Your phone broke up a little bit. Uh, I was saying, uh, like, Millsaps. Millsaps. Oh, yeah. I don't think Millsaps is coming back. So, um, but, yeah. But uh, Tomac. I think Tomac goes... Uh, Six four, six five, five seven, something like that, and has a good weekend. So that's what I think, Stephen. What about Brayton? Since he's kind of like up in that area, it's kind of his home track. You think? I mean, what do you think his scores will be? I got Brayton doing a ten eight. Ten eight. Yep. Thanks, man. All right. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, let's welcome on uh, WPS's own uh, uh, sales extraordinaire, uh, pounding the streets, pushing fly like no other. The Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? What's happening? Brayton scores quickly. Uh, well, I want to go back to you saying you were going to touch on Brayton, which I think Weege is going to have a huge issue with. We, so we just caution you against that. Right, right. Um, Brayton scores. 8-8. Uh, okay. All right. Um, yep. Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Jason Thomas on the line. Uh, Dean Wilson's coming back. Justin Brayton's coming back. Chisholm will be there this weekend. Eli Tomac is coming back. So we do have a little bit of uh, interest in the series with these, with these guys coming back. Never mind the Stewart thing, which we covered with Wygant in the first half hour. But uh, Were you not interested before? I was, but this is going to add to the interest. Okay. Can we talk about how I pretty much owned you and Max in our contract negotiations? Uh, did you get gargoyles on anything? I did not get the gargoyles. I, I, I don't think you did. I didn't get gargoyles, but I did get – you guys were very interested in everything I had to present. Other than all of your bullet points, yes. <laughs> For people who are wondering what we're talking about, go on com or on iTunes under the Steve Mathis Show. I was at WPS yesterday, and uh, I sat down. I, I played the role of an agent, and I sat, sat down with Jason Thomas and Max Steffens of Fly Racing to hammer out a deal for two of my clients. I think it went well. I'm very happy with the way I, the cases I presented. I feel like I feel like you guys were going to bend. I do. Oh, I don't. I don't feel good about your chances of getting those things to go through. Well, besides the gargoyles, I think it went great. Uh, your asking price, the gargoyles, uh, your you coming forth with your rider's drug use, possible uh, drug use. I said possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just protecting my client for future social media mistakes. So, um, but yeah, it was good times. Hey, uh, man, you guys are like, I, we'll, we'll get to Muddy Creek here in a second, but you guys are blowing up out there. I was very impressed. Good job, WPS. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Man. Do you guys? It's, and going, I saw, uh, it's going well. I mean, obviously, I was, 
you know, I, I had a small have a small part in what goes on here, but uh, I know we're very proud of the the job we're doing, and you know, we uh, we take it very serious. And uh, the 2015 stuff, I saw that. I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy, but uh, Redbud, um, we'll see some cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have the new stuff out at Redbud, and uh, you know, obviously in this, you know, the role that I'm in, we see the stuff really early, so it's, yeah. uh, we're pretty anxious for everyone else to actually get to see it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it should be good. Uh, we're still giving away a Fly Racing Freestone mountain bike helmet on the show today, nice. and uh, so let's talk a little bit about Muddy Creek. Um, does the week off, who does the week off help? Who does it hurt, or does it? Does it help or hurt anybody? Yeah, and, and I know we <clears throat> we discussed this on uh, on Racer X online, uh, which dropped mm. uh, yesterday. Okay, I don't read that site, so... Oh, okay, it uh, makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think I look for I look for Chad to improve uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, I don't know if speed wise will be a huge difference, but I think that you won't see him drop off anything like he did in the second moto last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, I, you know I know his trainer's been down there for the first time this season, and uh, just from his text, and uh, <laughs> I can tell how bad he's hurting every night. So right. uh, I, I think you'll see a, a marked difference in that. And, um, you know, it's, the interesting thing is not only do we have, we have a break, uh, but we have, like you said, all these new guys coming back. So mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of interesting things going on. And then forget about the whole Stewart thing. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. been going on. But there's a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, topics to, to kind of hamper on this weekend. Does Tomac get into that top four that we've seen so far in the 400 class? Not, not, oh, not, not this possible. weekend. Not this weekend, but I just mean just – Coming I think up. it's possible this weekend. Oh, really? Okay. I do. Yeah. So you're yeah, you're do. on the Tomac train. Uh, well, I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna finish there, but I definitely think he has the the talent, ability, speed, confidence, all those things mm-hmm. to to be there. So uh, I think his, the biggest thing that will affect his uh, chances is a start. You know, we've seen yep. that time and time again from him as his starts have been a, an ongoing problem so mm-hmm. if he can sort that out if he can start in the top five i, I certainly expect to see him up there hey tits yes how's the new phones good actually solid yeah they're better you haven't screwed anything up today no it's 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 pretty straightforward okay. once you know the first the first five minutes that i got here was, was chaotic okay. but this is fine now all right let's go to some calls good to see cody yep what's up Man, I was just wondering why Jimmy Albertson switched to KTM after I started the season out on a Honda. Jimmy uh, found a, uh, a dealer um, in the Ozarks that really supported him well and helped him out a big time. And, of course, we saw a Sprinter van blow up, and I think funds were right. a little tight. I think he need, he's been racing the same bikes in Supercross. I think if he could have got a free Honda, he would have done it. But instead, this dealer really stepped up, and the name escapes me of the dealer. I apologize. But um, they stepped up, and they really helped bikes. him. Hmm? I think it was Sir Dykes. Sir Dykes? Yeah, I believe so. I don't want to know what goes on in your private life. <laughs> um, yeah, Sir Dykes, you're right. Sir Dykes. So uh, they stepped up big time, Cody, and, uh, yeah, he had to take it, basically. It's a really good deal for him. It's going to be interesting to see. He's he's coming this weekend on a KTM, going to make his season debut, so we'll see how he can yeah, I just wonder, is he, you think he'll be better or worse on a KTM? Or does anybody know? He's going to be better. He'll be better, JT says, so there we go. That bike, That bike's really, really good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop Jimmy all the way, bud. All right. Yeah. I, I, I agree, man. Thanks, Cody. I appreciate All right. Cody, let's move right into John. John, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. Thanks for listening to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. 
Yeah. Uh, the reason I called in is uh, I actually live about 20 minutes in Muddy Creek. Okay. And uh, uh, kind of topic wouldn't mind to talk about is the success of not only KTM, but Fly Racewear. Um, of course, I sound pretty country. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've got my... Uh, Trying to keep my computer down where I don't feed back. So you yeah. can hear me okay? Yeah, you're good, man. Yeah, you're good, man. Okay. Okay. Um, actually, I've got about uh, 10 of my KTMs off of uh, Zach Osborne's parents, his mother, uh, Champion Cycle. Oh, right on. And uh, I've had 22 of those things. And back when I first started on them, they were white, 1990, and nobody knew what they were. Or uh, They'd always say to me, who makes that, Honda? I'd always go, no, actually, KTM. Yeah, it's actually Honda. not. Not a Japanese but, bike, right? But, uh, uh, and, and they parked their semi about one mile from my house over this weekend. Like, you know, because they had like a two weeks, two weeks off, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, and, you know, they, they parked uh, everybody, uh, Honda and uh, KTM, uh, pretty much all of them parked their semis up here, like I say, about a mile from my house up okay. in the Walmart parking lot. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, and Sam Gammon, it's which is Victory Sports. He taught me how to work on motorcycles when I was 13 years old. He actually comes from a uh, dealership that uh, was a Mako uh, and Can-Am dealership back in the early 70s, and that's where he got his start, was working on motorcycles, was actually uh, working on, uh, like I say, European bikes, and then they, uh, the owner actually was a KT, went into being a Kawasaki dealership, and uh, that's how I actually met Sam Gammon, which is the owner, and... Uh, but, you know, the, and even the Fly Racewear, when I first used to buy it, it wouldn't fit me correctly. And I'd have a lady that uh, she would have to alter the legs for mm-hmm. them to, uh, they wouldn't fit correctly with the knee braces. Mm. And uh, But they have come such a long way from where they started, just, just like KTM, you know. But why do you think that, as far as KTM, when I started, when they turned orange, that's when people started buying them. But I wonder what this, obviously not. Obviously, off-road mainly. They uh, they really started, John, in moto uh, around that time. They put a big push in Europe. If you remember, before, yeah. they, before they came oh, over. I mean, oh, see, like I said, I've been on them since 1990. Yeah. I've had a total of 22 of them. Well, uh, God bless you because yeah. the, some of those early versions were well, not very good. But um, they started winning world titles. They put a big push on in Europe. Right. They, uh, they had a really good 125. Partly due to the fact that they're shocked, they had no link, so the shock was moved to the side. They started winning titles in Europe uh, with Grant Langston, with Jamie Dobb, um, Joel Smith started putting it on the on the on the box, and I think so. They started getting exciting about racing results, and then they, of course, they launched here in America, and uh, they had some stops and starts along the way. Of course, who can forget 2000 High Point? I know I can't, and um, you know, so they sort of put a push in with racing, and that that carried them for a little while, and I think now recently. Their bikes have been great. They've been catching up with their bikes, um, well, you know, right. in the last little while. You know, so. uh, uh, I started racing off-road, enduros and cross-countries about 95, 96. Yeah. And that's all you've seen, mm-hmm. KTM. Yeah, they're everywhere. KTM. And, but like you said, the motocross market they really didn't have no. until, uh, you know, they, I guess, I guess over the last five years, of course, they, they got a hold of Jeremy McGrath at one time, and, you know, that went real bad for him uh of course he couldn't ride the bike really right the level that he needed to no linkage and hey john uh, are you uh are you going to the races this weekend oh yeah yeah i'll see you there okay. i will try to I, I was going to go last all year right. but uh 
Well, I didn't go. I had a crazy a girlfriend crazy to run over dogs. Yeah, so that happened. on me the same day. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so, hey, yeah, John, I'm going to be there. Tomorrow. All right. Well, John, hey, much, come come say. find me this weekend. Let's talk about KTM's rise to prominence. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, like, uh, do, do I need to let you go? I can't. I can't tell what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. We got to run. Okay, well, uh, take care, and I'll try to yeah. see uh, how do you do. Or Thank you for okay. calling, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yes, sir. Take Thank care. you. See you, bud. Okay. Uh, Taylor, you want to talk about Jake Weimer? Yeah. What's up? Oh, I just, uh, being from Idaho, all of us kind of always wonder what he's up to. I just wanted to uh, ask what he's got to do to find himself a decent home next year. Do you, do you follow him on Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, I mean. The, okay, so you saw um, oh, you I saw guess. his condition after the crash at High Point. Yeah, yeah, he's all banged up. So he's he's banged up. I don't think he's racing this weekend. I talked to him. No, I talked to him last week. No, I talked to him on Monday, and he still didn't know. He, it really hurt him and stuff. He wasn't. His swelling was really bad still. So I don't look for him this weekend. But as far as next year, JT, what do you think? I don't know. I think he has some opportunities. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, he's struck by another injury or crash or whatever again. <clears throat> but I, I think he, you know, a lot of people like Jake, which is which helps quite a bit. Um, and they, they know he has the potential to do well. I, I do think that he'll find something. Um, unfortunately, it's just going to be he's just not going to have any leverage, you know, which – Understandably so. He hasn't done much lately. So I, I think that people believe in him enough that they want to give him, they're going to supply him with good equipment. He's just uh, mm-hmm. going to take a pretty hefty pay cut, unfortunately. Do you feel like maybe JT he should ditch his agent and get me? I mean, you saw my skills, my negotiating skills. Well, it really comes down to how you feel about gargoyles. Gargoyles? I, I gargoyles. Oh, did you listen, uh, Taylor? Yeah, I listened this morning. I right. do that. Don't you that gargoyle? Don't you feel like I could uh, I could represent Jake pretty well across the bargaining table? Other than not being able to have his custom painted helmet, yes. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't hear Jake's name out there, and I think that's a little bit of a shame. I think people should start thinking about him a little bit. But uh, I hear it. I hear it now and again. Do you? Okay. I do. All right. Yeah, but there's there's still some guys I think that are ahead of him on the on the pecking order just because mm-hmm. of you know Jake's had a few rough years. You know, if this was two years ago, Jake's Jake's got a deal or he's, yeah. he's very close to you know signing his deal. It's just right. unfortunately when you know you kind of fall out of that that priority list. You know, I, I guarantee you he's on a lot of people's lists. He's just maybe a little bit further down than he'd like. Uh, hey uh, Taylor, do you mountain bike? Yeah, I got a Scott mountain bike. Do you want this fly racing uh, free freestone helmet? Heck yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, bro, and you got a Scott mountain bike, so yeah, you're you're dialed. So all right, stay on the line, man. We'll give you this fly helmet. Thanks to the guys at Fly Racing USA JT. You guys are really working on your, your mountain bike line. Let's you're trying to really push this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's coming along, man. Um, you know, there's a lot of passionate people about mountain biking here, so we're uh, you know the the line is ever expanding. So all right, Taylor, stay on on uh, on hold here and just to get your information. Sweet, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Did I do that right? I did. I think I did that right. Okay. Evan, you want to talk about KTM? Hey, guys. Yeah, not as much as the other guy. but That other guy really wants to talk KTM. He, he really... Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's passionate. I wonder if he knew um, who he was talking to in terms of KTM legends. <laughs> uh, if he did, he wouldn't have called in. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right, what's up, Evan? Um, 
I, the whole past two weeks have all been about Stewart. You know, I'm going one one at high point, but he didn't. I mean, he rode great and he looked good out there. But I thought the KTM guys, you know, I thought Dungey and Roxon both looked like crap out there. Really, I mean, was that an off week for both of them, or do you expect? Because, I mean, do you expect them to be back in front by 20 seconds this weekend? Or mm. well, he got his bike dialed in, Evan. So should be no problem for him. Yeah. Bike is bike is perfect now. Um, well, I, JT, you're, you're the racer here. Um, this whole uh, water thing, I mean, do you think it affects James' performance on the track? That's that's the uh, $64,000 question. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, would it affect his riding ability? Of course not. It's just <clears throat> mentally, will he be able to block all that out? And And that's a very individual type question and uh, I don't know that we've seen James face a lot of things or anyone in the sport face something like this so I don't know you know that I don't know that he will even know until he's out there and has to put all of his concentration everything on onto what he's doing I I don't think anybody can really answer that in truth until on Saturday yeah yeah it should be interesting to see how he can do um well you, you look yeah. at James who's for all intents and purposes, and, and it's my opinion that when he has crashes, it's because he loses he loses focus or he, he you know not 100 uh, percent concentrating on what he's doing mid moto, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's what I would worry about is something like this is going to be on his mind. You know, it's really hard to block out something that I mean this is career encompassing for him. So uh, I don't that's that's what I would be looking at is can he hold it together just like he did at Mount Morris and have no mistakes and, and that kind of day. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Evan. Oh, can I t- ask a question about the pre-race podcast? Sure. Um, you guys always do your predictions. We do. And then you do your sleepers. Yes. Um, which are guys that are farther back, kind of. But why don't you throw in, like, a, a wild card for a podium for, like, either moto, for, like, uh, Brayton yeah. or Weimer. I know he's not racing this week, but, you know, a guy like that to just make the podium. Yeah, we like can. your top three is pretty predictable. Yeah, and the top four is is obviously pretty predictable right now. But um, I mean? yeah, okay, we can, we can we can do that. Usually, my predictions are pretty Take spot it into on. Consideration. So. Yeah, no, thanks, Evan. Thank you. <laughs> All right, take All it right. easy, guys. See ya, JT. Davy Millsaps. Looking forward to seeing him at Muddy Creek. Uh, I would look forward to seeing him at Muddy Creek if I thought I would see him at Muddy Creek. Yes. <laughs> so you do not believe he's showing up? Maybe at a creek. <laughs> With his boat, <laughs> but not the muddy creek that we will be at. Uh, I, I'm look not to, not to you know. I mean, those guys are friends of ours at Rockstar KTM and all that, but they can't keep putting these releases out and not expect us to laugh or call them out on it. So yeah, I don't know. Do you think that they honestly believe what they're putting out, or are they just like, ah, oh, let's put something out there? Well, I t- and we'll just revisit. I it. was I was telling them at one of the races that I was on to them, and I know what's going on, and. I'm pretty good friends with some of those guys. They're like, honestly, we don't know. We don't know. He he he's not really telling us. So it seems strange why you're paying this guy a lot of money and you're not all over him his medical records and what he's doing. But that's our sport. So well, and it's one of those things too. If if Davy had been out just pounding motos, we, someone would know. There would be videos. Yeah. There would be pictures, and, right. and you're just seeing none of that, which leads me to think that he's not ready. Or you know whatever the whatever the situation yep. is there, that he's not coming back at any time soon. Um, so. I threw. Uh, give me Dean Wilson's moto finishes. Dean Wilson will go four eight. 
I like that. And Brayton's going eight eight, and Tomac's going what? I say Tomac's going to go. I say like six four, four six, four seven. I'm going to go four five. Okay. All right. Um, six out of the top ten four fifty guys from last year at Muddy Creek are not going to be there. Pretty crazy, right? Um, wow. Yeah. Barsha, that's, that's Barsha, RV, the two Europeans, the Sal and Stribos, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Lessie, and Brock Tickle. And Barsha. Oh. And did I say Barsha? Um, so, yeah, uh, yep. Dungy won last year with a 3 1. Stu mm-hmm. went 4 6. Not a good race for him at all. That's your top five. Only two guys in the top five are, are even racing. Of course, Roxon raced it on the 250 bike and won a moto. Tomac won the other moto. Muscan won the overall with a 2 2. And I remember being very impressed with Marvin there. Do you see him coming up again? And, like, we saw a good moto at Lakewood. We saw one good moto at a high point. Do you think Marvin's win last year at all helps him this weekend? I don't know if it's last year's win or not, but I do think he gained a lot of confidence by, you know, he, he's starting to run up front again. And I know we both thought that Marvin would be really good at Mount Morris, and it, it didn't really pan out that way. Um, but I think he will be good. I think this this type of track, if it's ruddy, uh, last year was very ruddy. Um, I think that plays into his hands. So the only question I would have is is the humidity. Will that affect him at all? But uh, he should be he should be in shape by now. So yeah, uh, yeah. I look for him to keep improving as the series goes on. Rain Friday night, forty percent chance uh, rain on um, Saturday. So yeah, and that's you know anywhere in the south in the summer you're you're going to be thirty to forty percent on a daily basis. So. Should be interesting to see what happens there. Then, um, what else? What What about Muddy Creek Track itself? Uh, I talked a little bit with Wygan about this. It was a little narrow for some guys, but great crowd. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know, just as the, the caller a few minutes ago, um, I was just getting the feeling. You know, everyone down there is so happy to have a national. You know, this, ever since Gatorback went away, there's just been this, you know, basically a calling to get a race back down there and. You know, I know Tennessee is not, you know, very far south, but it's still it's still reachable for a lot of people, and uh, they, you know, they take a lot of pride in it. And I'm sure the riders are, you know, the ones that are not from there have nothing against going there either. But I know there were there were some complaints about the track last year, and mm-hmm. I really feel that that uh, you know that was their first national. They learned a lot. Um, I think they, you know, they've never had that many riders at that caliber with that that race schedule you know they're used to amateur race schedules so mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure that they have they're going to have a much better grip on what they're doing and and how to prepare the track according to that that timetable and i look for it to be quite a bit better this year yeah it should be interesting to see yeah you're right you're exactly right they'll they definitely should learn from what they had last year and you know figure it out and and uh you would hope they would make improvements so well yeah yeah it's a, it's a learning experience you know like i said they're they're experts at amateur races but that's a completely different dynamic. You're dealing with different riders and different times, and you have all these intermissions and stuff going on, and it's just a completely different situation with preparing the track. So uh, I think they t- they got a lot of feedback, some of it good, some of it bad, uh, and I'm sure that they're going to try to apply that. Wygant says with absolute conviction in his voice that Blake Baggett is back. I'm not sure. I need to see more. Um, I'm still thinking Martin, Jeremy Martin. Should be the guy. Cooper Webb looked great. What do you think? Well, I have money, I have money on Martin to win the title, uh, but I do think that Baggett's back. Um, I think that uh, Baggett is in a position where he's going to make Martin earn this thing now. You know, I, I think that Martin was in a 
spot going into Mount Morris where he just had to kind of you know maintain course here and and he was going to walk away with this thing but I think Bagger's kind of up the game where Martin's going to have to go win you know that the points are still substantial but uh, that can that can go away in a hurry the way mm-hmm. that Baggett's Baggett looked at Mount Morris. So, oh, so you're, um, you're I'm sure on. I'm sure that Martin put in a lot of work, and I know he doesn't like losing. So, uh, I look for Martin to bounce back as well. But I, I do think that Baggett is is on form, and we'll see this pretty consistently. Okay, all right, fantastic. Well, hey, thanks for being my tour guide up at WPS yesterday. Fantastic group of guys, and uh, I had a good time. I, I, I just wish I would have got to shoot some hoops because uh, I got mad skills on the court. But um, would you say you're a better volleyball player or basketball player? I'm a better basketball player, and and we had really? a, an Olympic volleyballer vouch for my volleyball skills. Um, wow! And the only thing I'm better at both of those things is being an agent. And you saw that I worked <laughs> you guys over. I got tits. I got seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for my client for a three year deal. That's pretty impressive. You know what the you know what the biggest problem with your agent thing was? What? You didn't close. You got nothing done. Contract signed? No, I didn't. didn't I didn't yeah, close. You didn't make a sale. You didn't get a. You didn't get a contract signed. You got nothing done. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So though. you you broke the golden rule. You left without without finalizing the deal. Tits, did you feel as a listener that you got behind the scenes of of what would go on? I did. I actually believe it. Or not, I texted JT before he got on. I just said I really enjoyed listening to it because it was an eye opener. Like I didn't realize there was that many. You know, different ways to to work numbers out, and and I guarantee you, I, I I didn't know either. There's guarantee you, I, right. there's things I didn't think about either. Right? You know what I mean? I no, it's oh. very cool. Right? Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Yes. <laughs> you want gargoyle? You want a custom helmet? Fly racing is not the place for you. Deal breaker. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, uh, I like what well, Max... we we absorbed the cost on our own end of building a awesome graphic for you, so you don't have to go do that. Right. Max uh, r- clearly right away said uh, you will be. Uh, Taking you'll be wearing gargoyles with another company, so there was didn't seem to be much negotiation room there. <laughs> All right, uh, fantastic company WPS uh, Fly Racing, 2015 st- stuff drop, dropping soon. FlyRacing.com. Thank you, JT. Appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend, man. Okay, guys. See ya. All right, see ya. All right, everybody. That has been another fantastic edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Nfab. Dress up your cheap trucker SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. JGR, Toyota, NFAB, Yamaha. For more on their products, visit n-fab.com. You want something, a discount from NFAB? To try them out, use the contact form on pulpmx.com. And uh, we'll hook you up. Tits, thank you. Appreciate it. Good times. You're welcome. Thanks to, uh, who's the dude who won the helmet? Dustin? No. no. Troy? Taylor? Some guy. So, congratulations. Hey, hey congratulations to, to that some guy for winning the fly racing freestone mountain bike. The music's getting Taylor, too loud. Taylor, Taylor. I gotta go, I gotta go. See you next week.